I was supposed to uh, preach here last Sunday night. And uh, I, of course, I am always willing to move out of the way when God gets ready to do something bigger than I could do in just a few minutes. And, uh, but now I understand because what I'm going to preach to you today fits more right now than it really did last Sunday night. But I, I want to tell you something, and uh, I'm probably not going to spit to the fifth row today. But I want to tell you something, church, and please hear me and understand my spirit. We better stand up and take notice where we are in time. I have been shaken to my very core that just a few hours from here, you could drive there from here across into the Canadian border on Easter Sunday. The health department, along with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, only a Canadian would know that, went into a church and tried to shut that church down. And the pastor stood up to them and ran them out of his building. But this weekend, they have lined the driveway of that church with police vehicles. And they have put a fence around the property and another fence around the church with cloth around the church to where you can't even see into the church and have shut it down. Say, well, Bishop, that's Canada. You don't understand. I'm talking about, you know, we used to hear about those things in Russia and China and third world countries. I'm talking about North America, just a few hours from home. What do you say? I'm telling you, if we ever were shaken and ever were moved, we better get shaken and moved like never before. Because make no mistake about it, any time they get ready, they can try it. But I hope there's going to be a church that rises up and says, no, no, we are people of the name. Come on, somebody. We won't be moved. We won't be shaken. Stand with me if you would. Luke chapter 5. Verse 34. And he said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? This is the Pharisees complaining about the disciples eating when everybody else was supposed to be fasting. He said, the days will come 
when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. And he spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine, everybody say new wine. New wine, new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. No man also, having drunk old wine, straightway desireth new. For he saith, the old is better. You may be seated. I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes today about the bursting of the new wine. The bursting of the new wine. Tell your neighbor, you need to stretch. Josh, I was thinking this morning when I was thinking about stretching. I remember back in my early ball playing days when I could sit down on the ground and spread my legs apart and reach clear to the ground and touch my ankles. And then I got to where I had to spread my legs a little bit further to reach down and touch the ground. And now my stretching is when I'm sitting in my recliner before I get up, I reach down to touch the floor. But I don't quit stretching. You see, it doesn't matter how old you get, you can't quit stretching. Somebody help me just a minute here. I want you to understand something. If you quit moving, you die. I don't care if you don't move as fast as you used to. You got to keep moving. I don't care if you can't stretch as far as you used to stretch. You got to keep stretching. Ah, you got to help me. I'm talking about the physical right now, but I'll get into the spiritual in just a minute. I want you to understand. I was listening to some, some doctors on Sirius Radio this morning on my way to church, and they were talking about, after the year of the pandemic, always get that messed up, Brookhead. After the year of that, people have kind of gotten away from exercising, and you know, you get it. And so they were saying, listen, you know, used to. I'd go through the whole winter, and when softball season came around, I'd just go back out, go out on the field and start playing again. I didn't stretch. I didn't. I, I, I just went out and started playing again. But the older you get, it's not as easy. My point is this, is that they were saying, listen, just because you quit for a while doesn't mean... That you gotta stop forever. And don't 
Don't start running four miles if you can't run a mile. Start running a mile and then work up to four miles. Anybody hear me right now? I want you to understand where Jesus was here. And I need to ask you a question this morning as we move into the future. Listen, I'm as resistant to change as anybody in this building. Used to, I used to fuss at old folks, but now I am one. And I used to fuss at them because, you know, when you tried to move something, tried to change something, tried to make something better, there was always resistance. Because we see through this prism of our present world. And oftentimes we can't see ahead of that. But God wants this church to get to a place right now that we understand that the future is bigger than the moment. God is trying to usher us into something bigger than we are. But in order for that to happen, there's got to be a stretch. I, I, I want to ask you something today. and I, You don't have to answer out loud, but I want to ask you something today. Are you viewing life and your Christian faith as you did five years ago or two years ago or even a year ago? If you are, then you're like the man who drives up the mountain every day taking the same old road and you've lost your appreciation for the complexity of God's beauty and God's truth. I want to challenge all of us to drive up the mountain using a different road. Open up your windows. See the new sights. Smell the new fragrances. See your life from different vantage points. I, I want you to hear me right now. God is trying to get us to understand that He's brought us to this place not for us to stay here. He's got something new. Now you know I'm not talking about doctrine and you know I'm not talking about standards. You know I'm not talking about any of that. God wants us to understand that there is a new element of His Spirit that He's wanting to usher us into. But He cannot nor will He pour new wine into old bottles. Jesus was not about to try to fit his new teaching into the Pharisees' old ways. 
If you look closely at the contrast between the old and the new, this is, this is a major point of the whole parable. Jesus is clearly saying, you cannot, listen to me right here, you cannot attach the new to the old. Both will be destroyed. He says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. What does that mean? Well, listen very closely. I'm going to give you some principles here that are going to help you. You and me are not as informed as those were in that day. You see, in those days, new wine, listen here, was produced by stomping. So what? This is what you got to get. You see, if the skins don't break, there is no new wine. Now in a snowflake generation, those sound like harsh words. I can't believe that you think it's okay for the preacher to stump us. That's not what I said at all. What I did say was, if you intend for there to be new wine produced, your flesh is going to have to be broken in order for it to come. Oh God, I could preach a little bit right here. I'm telling you that we're living in a day that we're going to have to get rid of the old man and say, God, break my flesh. Break it open so that something new can come forth. Watch this. If the skins don't break, you know what happens? You turn into a raisin. Wait, wait. I got some California folks here. Tell me I'm wrong. If you if you don't pierce the skin, if the skin if the flesh doesn't get broken and the grape lays in the heat, it becomes a raisin. And there's no wine in a raisin. You know, the devil plays with my mind sometimes, bro, Kevin. But I, I really have gotten, I guess old age has kind of seasoned me a little bit because I used to really, it used to really bother me that folks didn't like my ministry. I, I know You're a groupie. <laughs> it used to bother me, you know. I used to think, well, 
why, why didn't they show up if they knew I was preaching? <laughs> I know that's childish. But now, I know who I am, and I know why God has put me here, and I want you to understand something. God is absolutely getting ready to move this church into a place that she has never been before, but He will not do it through old attitudes and old spirits. Come on, somebody. He won't operate through old flesh. That doesn't mean age. That means old ways and old habits. God said, if I'm about to cause the bursting of new wine, there are going to be some people that have to come to the place in their life that they understand they need to be stretched and conformable to what I'm about to do in this hour. As the juice was produced, it was put into goatskins, watch this, that were sewed up tight. You listen to me. There is no moving one God, Father of all, who's above all, through all, and in you all. There's no moving on repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of, the, of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is no moving on come out from among them and be ye a separate people. You listen to me. The skin has been sewn up tight when it comes to the doctrine of this church. And they poured the new wine in and the skin stretched. You can be seated. The leather would be soft and flexible and expand. As the fermentation took place. That's why there can't be no uh, grape juice in communion. Well. If you were to add new wine to an old wineskin of a goat, it would burst because the old wineskin was no longer flexible oh there's a good message right there listen to me the new wine is here the new wine is about to be poured out you've got to make the choice individually whether you want to blow up or expand I, I believe that bag, that old wineskin, it was not flexible and it was brittle. We live 
We live in the day of the spirit of offense. I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to stay on point here. I never in my life have seen the kind of spirit that we have in this generation. You, if you tell me truth, if I can't find it, on Google or Wikipedia or Twitter or Facebook or whatever else. That's my extent of social media. If I can't find it there, then it cannot be true. Somebody got a Bible? Let me just tell you something. If it's in here, you can take it to the bank. You, you don't have to worry about whether or not it's true. You don't have to, have to worry about whether or not it's going to happen or it's going to come to pass. You can take it to the bank. It's going to, it doesn't matter. If it offends you, it doesn't matter. If it scrapes some flesh off when it's going forth, if it's in the book, it's intended to stretch you so he can pour out the new wine in you and cause you to produce something that will affect a generation. Oh, you can't say that, Bishop, because that'll hurt somebody's feelings. They'll break. Come on, you know I'm right. It, it, it doesn't just exist in the world. It, it exists in the church. Why? There were things that Bishop Bingham preached 40 years ago, 50 years ago, that if you were to preach it the way he preached it then, they'd be running for the doors. Amen. I, I listen to me. I know what it is to be called out by an elder. I, I know what it is. I, I, somebody's calling me. I know what it is for my pastor to say, son, what's so funny? I'll tell you what, if it's so funny, why don't you come up here and sit by me? Oh, you mean, you mean they did that? Now listen, there's all kinds of rumors going around to hear about me. Don't you believe that stuff? I didn't do that. I get accused of stuff all the time. Folks say, well, I remember we... Who, who was that was talking about the 
screaming band yesterday, the other day. Was that Jordan? Somebody said that I stopped the, I stopped the screaming band. <laughs> I don't even remember what that was. That's another thing about age. <laughs> you, you, you can have selective memory. <laughs> Brother Mark Looper, you ever been ran off the back row? Set on the front row? Now look, I do realize and understand we live in a different generation. I understand that. But listen to what I'm trying to tell you right here. God is trying to do a new thing in the 21st century at the First Pentecostal Church, 630 West 53rd Street, and He cannot do it if we refuse to stretch if we refuse to become flexible, if we refuse to become pliable, God cannot do what He wants to do. But I feel in the Holy Ghost that there's about to be a bursting of the new wine. Come on, somebody. Peter walked out of that upper room and staggered into the streets of Jerusalem and they thought they were drunk. And he said, these are not drunken as you suppose. Listen, I believe it's time for the first Pentecostal church of Anderson to start staggering onto the streets of this city under the influence of a new wine. Watch this. The new wine and its fermentation caused the old to burst and it ruined the old and the new. Now, maybe you could ask the question this morning, is the old better? You look at verse 39 in the passage and Jesus said no man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new for he saith the old is better but listen with discernment this morning in the natural old wine tastes better but I don't believe that Jesus is advocating the old. I believe he is sending a message to the Pharisees who were holding on to the traditions of the day. The old ways of Judaism. What was that message? When you have the old, you don't wish for the new. For you say, the old is good enough. You see, the issue here today is this. Let, let me see the hands of those of you that have been in the church um, five years. Ten years. Fifteen years. Twenty years. Twenty-five years. Thirty years. 35 years, 40 years, 50 years. 
can't even raise my hand on that last one. <laughs> Watch this. You, you, you see, many Christians like things to remain as they are. They do not feel comfortable with change. You want to know why? Watch me here. Pull your feet up underneath you. Change involves risk. And many are not willing to risk anything. Listen closely. Let me have your attention right here. God never stands still. We need to stay open to the new things. And the leading of His Spirit. Now listen to me. There is something wrong. There's something wrong. If you're the only one right in the whole room. I, 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 want, you to, I want you to get this. I'm telling you, God's trying to move us. We, we, but we must stay flexible as he pours into us the new wine. I'm going to tell you that in the next few days, God is about to do something in you individually and collectively. He is going to challenge your faith. He's going to challenge whether or not you're willing to spread out and be flexible or if you're going to dry up and be blown up because watch me right here, your unbelief will not stop the pouring out of the new wine. Your refusal to change will not stop the pouring out of the new wine. The wine's being poured out. It's coming more than ever before. And he's looking for somebody that'll say, God, you expand me as much as you need to. Stomp on me until the skin breaks and the wine flows. We need to ask ourselves two questions. First, are we in a church that is flexible, soft, and ready to change as God directs? Second, are we personally ready to be flexible, soft, and ready to change as God directs? Are we ready to let God pour out the new wine?
This is what Job said. Chapter 32, verse 18. For I am full of matter. The spirit within me constraineth me. Behold, my belly is as wine which hath no vent. It's ready to burst like new bottles. Watch what he says now. I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. Hear me, FPC. God is trying to release the flow of new wine by what we speak. Some of you have miracles closed up within you. Some of you have demon casting out power closed up within you. Listen to me right here. Some of you have worship in you that's waiting to be poured out that will transform a service and will cause a sinner to repent and a backslider to come home and a prodigal to return. Come on, somebody. But you can't, you can't see it manifest until you open up your mouth and begin to release the new wine that God wants to pour into you. He doesn't pour it into you for you to hold on to it, but He pours it into you so that you will pour it out. The bursting of the new wine. Listen to Solomon. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Why? Why? For length of days and long life and peace they shall add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. You know what that is right there? That's the breaking of the skin. Lean not to thine own. Well, I think this is the way it ought to go. Lean not 
to thine own understanding. I think this is the way that ought to be handled. Lean not to thine own understanding. I think this is the way we ought to move. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Jesus walks into the middle of a conundrum. In John chapter 2, I won't take time to read it. You're familiar with it. It's in a place called Cana of Galilee. It's where he produces the first miracle that we know of in the Word of God. You know the story. They ran out of wine. God help a church that runs out of wine. But the only way to keep wine in the church is for there to be new wine. Because the old wine will run out. So he gets there. You know the story. takes the water and he turns it into wine and notice what's said here most men serve the good wine first the interpretation of that is the old wine is best but you have saved the good wine the newly created wine for last hear me church family what God did yesterday was good I I remember I, I came back to this city after evangelizing for five years and came back to this city to help my father in law And I told somebody the other day, not so much in the last few years, but I told somebody the other day, ever since I came back to Anderson, I've been building something. And and I remember when God began to deal with me about this. And and folks said, You're crazy. We can't do that. But you see, I had an understanding that most of them 
didn't. Because when God begins to deal with you and speak to you and give you specific directions about a circumstance or situation, you have to do it no matter what. You hear me? And so we begin to head in this direction. And I want you to realize, let let me just see, let me just see, if you were with us in, in the old sanctuary, stand with me right now, just briefly. Look at this. All right, you can be seated. That sanctuary seated 210 people. Two hundred and ten people. We we were so jam-packed full that there wasn't room for the choir to come out of the choir loft. There were people around the walls. We had to take out the altar benches to make room for people. And we had done that on several occasions through the years when my father-in-law pastored this church it had had filled to the brim. And I began to realize and understand that if we don't make room, somebody said, just because you build a building doesn't mean the people will come. I want you to stand up if you weren't in the old sanctuary. Please. You be seated. Please don't tell me. Don't tell me that God can't do a new thing. Even when it goes against our flesh. Even when it goes against how we feel things ought to be. God's getting ready for there to be a bursting of a new wine. You call it prophetic if you want to. But I'm telling you that this building is not going to hold what God is about to do. You may see I'm just about through. I know what he has planned for today is even better. Listen to me. What is planned for tomorrow is incomprehensible. We we talk about heaven and we say, I have not seen, ear, and not heard. But that It's not just heaven. We have not begun to see what God's about to do in Anderson, Indiana. Brother Mark Looper, you and I have been around a few days and we've seen a lot of moves of God. But I'm telling you that we have not seen what's about to happen. 
What He wanted to do through us yesterday may not be what He wants to do through us today. Watch. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to give you a question here. You've got to ask this about yourself. What are the structures of my old ways that are incompa- incompatible with God's new ways? What am I doing in my life that would hinder God from being able to do what He wants to do today? Listen, God is going to do new things on this earth. Your dilemma is whether or not you want to blow up or fill up. If you stay in that dried up unflexible attitude and spirit and skin you're going to blow up but if you say God I'm ready for you to reconform me I'm ready God for your spirit and your presence to soften me up And make me flexible again because I don't want the old wine. I want the new wine. Come on. If you want the new wine, you need to stand to your feet and lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, I need you to touch me today. I need you to make me flexible, God. Help me to put away my old ways. And take hold of your will for today. (laughs) Oh God. Hear me. Are you satisfied with what you were like in days gone past? No. A thousand times no. We are a growing people. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get drunk on new wine. I'm going to get drunk on new wine. I'm looking for somebody here this morning. More than just a few. I want you to pray this with me. And then we're going to come to the altar and pray together. I want you to say this with me. Lord, fill me up with the new wine of your spirit. Help me to be able to contain it. Rather than seeing it lost. Through my own inflexibility. Or stubborn ways. Father. You want to move in my life. In new ways. 
Help me to open up to your spirit and not miss what you have planned. Say, Bishop, what exactly is the new wine? The new wine is the anointing of God to release the abundance of God's life, joy, and blessings in the lives of His people. Now I'm looking for somebody this morning that'll step out of your seat, walk down to these altars and lift your hand and say, God, I want the new wine. I want the new wine. I don't want to live on yesterday's blessing, yesterday's dream. I'm ready for what you're going to do today. Come on. Come on. I want the new wine. Come on in. Come on in. Make room for everybody. God, give us new wine.